0: Thanks for listening to the Inner Life Podcast. Be sure to join us every weekday at 11 a.m. Central on Relevant Radio and on the Relevant Radio app. Find your local Relevant Radio station for the Inner Life at RelevantRadio.com or stream us live every day on the Relevant Radio app.
1: It's time to set out on the pathway to healing and light. This is the Inner Life on Relevant Radio. If you have questions or concerns about your faith journey, If you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. One heart at a time. Welcome to the Inner Life on Relevant Radio.
0: Hi again, everyone. I'm Chuck Knaff. Thank you for joining us on The Inner Life, our program about spiritual direction coming to you every weekday to help you know you are not alone on your journey of faith. Great to have all of you with us today. Hope you had a great weekend. Thanks for joining us on this uh, uh, first uh Uh, Monday of uh, the first week of Ordinary Time, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Ordinary Time, what does that mean? On the church calendar, today is uh, called Monday of the first week in Ordinary Time. The Christmas season is over. It ended uh, yesterday as we celebrated the baptism of the Lord. 37 days from today, we begin the season of Lent and begin our journey to Easter. So we are now in Ordinary Time, but what does that mean? Well, we're going to talk about that today. Here to help us on the journey back with us once again, one of our regular contributors, our spiritual director today, Father Jim Kabicki. Father Jim is a Jesuit priest and director of the St. Francis Mission on the Rosebud Reservation in western South Dakota. You, of course, can hear his prayer reflections throughout the day all across the relevant radio network. Father Jim Kabicki, welcome back. Great to have you on the program today.
2: Thank you, Chuck. I'm glad to be on the program, too. And uh, Nick was telling me before we got started, our producer, he was saying that we've never really talked on the Inner Life Show about ordinary time. So uh, maybe it'll be a great topic for people who don't understand what does that mean, why do we call it ordinary time, and, and you know what's ordinary about God's time that he gives us. So we'll have, a, I think, a great conversation and hopefully some input from our listeners.
0: And as we do every day, we will open up our phone lines, inviting you in our listening uh, audience to join us. We hope some of you will say yes to the invitation and uh, join in the conversation. But, uh, Father Jim Kabicki, get us started, and I guess maybe Ordinary Time. What are we talking about, and uh, why do we call it Ordinary Time?
2: Well, actually, I'll be honest, Chuck. I think it's a bad translation. It actually comes... From the Latin word "ordo," which means time, um, or basically it means um, numbered uh, numbers, and so um, basically what what it's saying is this is numbered time. And, uh, back in the, the 1960s and 70s, we had a, a reform of the the liturgical calendar. And, uh, what we used to have during this current time is we'd have Sundays after Epiphany and weeks after Epiphany. And then we would have a thing called, uh, Sinta, uh Quinquagesima time and Quadragesima time. And these were, uh, the weeks before Lent. And then after Pentecost, we would have uh, the Sundays and weeks after Pentecost. Well, when the calendar was was changed and and, uh, transformed, those were dropped, and instead we were given what is called numbered time, or ordered time. Unfortunately, as I said, Chuck, the translation comes out as ordinary time, as though... Christmas and Easter and Lent and Advent are extraordinary time, and this is just plain old ordinary, same old, same old time. And that's not the intent at all. It was meant to be, well, this is the, the, the first Sunday of ordered time, and then we'll have the second Sunday and such. And then after Lent, we'll pick up with the 8th or ninth or 10th Sunday of ordered time, all the way up to Advent. So it basically means numbered time and um i think unfortunately a lot of people get the idea again that well in contrast to the seasons like advent or lent or christmas or easter uh this is just you know kind of the same old same old time there's nothing special about it and that's where i think our conversation uh is is so important today because we we shouldn't look at any- any of our days or any of our time as just plain old ordinary. Uh, every day that God gives us is precious, and so uh, we shouldn't think of it as, as just an ordinary day.
0: Yeah. And then explain this a bit further, because I think maybe I don't completely understand it. But mm-hmm. I do know that uh, before Advent, we are in the 34th week of Ordinary Time. And then uh, it's a broadcasting term, we back time, and then depending on Easter and Pentecost and everything, we do pick up, as you mentioned, with eight or nine or 10, the 10th week in Ordinary Time. But we do end with the 34th week in Ordinary Time, right?
2: Right. Right. And because, you know, I'm, I'm sure we've talked about this, our listeners know that the Church calendar, the liturgical calendar, begins with Advent. And so we have the season of Advent, the season of Christmas and Epiphany, and then we pick up now in January with this numbered time or ordered time, the first week of ordinary time, uh, which starts today.
0: Yeah, So um, let's open up our phone lines, in fact, inviting you and our listening audience to join us. It's a toll-free phone number, 888-914-9149, and uh, our email address, at relevantradio.com. But uh, Ordinary Time, and now that we have started Ordinary Time, are you thinking about how to make this uh, time maybe not so ordinary in uh, your faith journey? And as we end Christmas and uh, you look ahead, what do you expect? Your biggest challenge will be in living out your faith in the year 2021. And maybe this is a time to recommit to that and to look ahead and really uh, make this an opportunity to grow in your faith. But again, toll-free phone number if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149. So, um, Father Jim kabiki I guess maybe the question is, what do we do? Well, let me ask you this first, because we talk mm-hmm. about ordinary time and we Christmas is over, New Year's is over, we're moving on and into the beginning of 2021. All those New year's resolutions we have probably pushed them aside we're not doing much with those maybe not but we could be but um, is is there is there some uh, natural tendency to maybe let down after living through really a different crazy chaotic 2020 christmas is over and uh, the new year uh, might be uh, not looking so bright so is, is is there a natural letdown because of everything that's going on right now
2: oh i think so very much so you know given the turbulence in our country and and given the the continuing threat of covid and um and given the the time of year you know um for many of us especially here in in the northern part of the country um, it can feel like, okay, winter, it was nice, you know, December, white Christmas, but now I'm getting a little tired of cold and snow. And, uh, so we, we can, it, it, and, and it's darker, you know, and now the, the sun is staying out longer, but it's still pretty dark. And so I know some people find this to be, um, uh, especially as we move into February, kind of a, a difficult time. And, um, and without the the particular celebrations as you noted Chuck of of christmas and, and what follows um and coming up on on um uh, um on lent there there can be kind of a, a letdown and and just you know feeling um not depressed but just not all excited um about our let's say faith or liturgical life or our our, um, our everyday life and um, that's where I think you know one thing that I, I really recommend and this is something that I uh, became very uh, let's say engaged in when I was um, uh, director of the Apostleship of Prayer is, is to see every day as, as Kairos. Now what do I mean? Um, the Greeks had two words for time. One was Kronos and that's where we get the word chronological from and that's just basically day in and day out you know it's just and kairos was the sense of a privileged moment a graced moment god breaking into our lives being present to us and during ordinary time we can feel much more like oh this is chronos you know we're just going along one day at a time um and we don't expect much because the liturgical season is is ordinary or ordered time. And what I think we need to do is to see that every day is kairos. Every day is a gift from God, and it's a, a grace that God gives us this gift. And God is present to us in our daily lives, whether... It's Lent or Advent or Easter or Christmas or this ordinary time. And that's where, in the apostleship of prayer, I always recommend it. And if our listeners haven't made this a New Year's resolution or if they haven't made this a habit in their prayer lives, I recommend beginning the day with a daily offering prayer, receiving the day as a gift from God, saying, Thank you, Lord, that I have this day to live and to love you, uh, by serving you, and um, and to offer that day to God. And then at the end of the day, uh, I'm, I know we've talked at different times about the Ignatian examen, which is more than examination of conscience. It's really looking back on the day and saying, you know, where was God present in my day, uh, blessing me or challenging me, perhaps? Um, and how did I respond to God's challenges? And if if we do that, if we bookend our day with a beginning prayer offering to God, and then looking back at the day we offered God, we will be much more conscious during the day of Kairos, that that each moment of time is a gift from God, and that God is present in that moment of time, uh, leading us, caring for us, uh, perhaps challenging us, perhaps blessing us in ways that we're very grateful and happy for. So I I think that kind of approach leads us from that chronos, or ordinary sense of time, to kairos, that sense of God's presence in time and his blessing us at each moment of time.
0: Yeah, it's it's really interesting uh, as you talk about this. Just the the whole uh, idea of uh, of um, a, a new year and ordinary time and everything. I found myself uh, kind of hopeful that uh, it's getting light a little bit earlier. Not much, but uh, there's there's some hope in me that that uh, the, the days are getting longer now, which is a, which is a good thing. The other thing I know that I've been concentrating on really for oh probably the last couple of months. And you brought up the uh, the daily offering which father jim kabicki it was your uh Prompting that really uh, motivated me and inspired me to start to saying that every morning and the examine as well. But I just find myself concentrating on I don't want to just say the words. I really mm-hmm. want to pray them and I really want to mean them. And so that for me is something that I'm trying to do a, a lot more of and be better at it. But that's kind of one of the things that I'm looking forward to uh, in this ordinary time to maybe be a better Prayer, if I can be that.
2: Wow, oh, that's that's a good point, Chuck. And and I think you know because it is more than a reciter, uh, more than just saying the prayer. It's it's a praying the prayer. And and I think with the traditional formula of the morning offering, which was uh, that we offer God all our prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of the day ahead. And I, I think it's good when when we pray that prayer, to just pause for a moment and think, you know, what are the prayers I'm going to offer God today? Am I going to be able to go to Mass? Uh, when will I say my rosary? That kind of thing. Or what are the the joys that I'm anticipating in this day? What are the, the sufferings or the challenges that I anticipate? And to ask God to to join that cross or that suffering to His, what is the work that I'm going to do this day? And And to just briefly think of it for a moment and ask God to be part of those prayers, works, joys, and sufferings. And again, in that way, we kind of move from this sense of, well, my day is going to be just an ordinary day, or uh, there's not much really all that important about my day. To God, it is important. He gave us the gift of time, and uh, when we offer Him our prayers, works, joys, and sufferings, we're, we're offering Him ourself and the gift that He's given us. And that's where I'd, I'd be interested in hearing if any of our listeners you know, have, have made a practice of, of praying the daily offering. And uh, you know, what how do they pray it better or what has that meant to them and how has it helped them to see the time of their lives and each day as, as a graced moment rather than just something to be endured and gotten through or mm-hmm. or the the Kronos sense.
0: Father Jim Kabicki is our spiritual director, and let's ask that question to you and our listening audience. Uh, Have you made a practice of uh, praying the daily offering, and is it more than just uh, going through the motions? And again, toll free if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149. And I think we'll probably get today into uh, just the the year ahead, and as you uh, look uh, forward into uh, 2021, what are you thinking about doing that uh, maybe won't be so ordinary as we begin? in uh, this time of ordinary time. Again, toll free if you'd like to join us. 888-914-9149. Father Jim, as I listen to you, I'm the word that's coming to me is intentionality. Do we really mm-hmm. need to, to just have this air of intentionality to look at uh, at our life and our prayer life and everything that's going on swirling around us, the turbulence, to use the word you used a little bit earlier, but to recognize God in it and uh, be intentional about how we're going to live out our faith.
2: That's a good word, Chuck, and you know, every priest when he celebrates mass has a particular intention for which he is offering that mass. And I always encourage people, everybody, all the faithful in the pews, um even if we're watching mass on television, to make that prayer intention, to say I'm offering this time of prayer for such-and-such such person or situation, um, to, to really be aware of prayer intentions. And in that way, it does help us, as you said, Chuck, to live with greater intentionality, that, that we realize, you know, um, every moment of my life can be made an offering to God. And, you know, Mother Teresa, I, I, she so often said... You know, what makes our lives um, something beautiful for God is not that we do something great and important that many people notice, but if we do everything that we do as an act of love for God, that's the intention. You know, and we say, Lord, I want to do this as an act of love for you. And the reason I'm doing this difficult thing is I'm offering it to you uh, because I, I have to do it, but I offer it to you as as an act of love. I don't want to just endure this, but I want through this uh, act that I'm doing this work, whatever it may be, I'm, I'm making this an act of love for you. And that's the intentionality that you're speaking of, Chuck. Hmm.
0: We are talking today about Ordinary Time, and now that we have started Ordinary Time, Christmas is over. Are you thinking perhaps about how to make this time in your life, your faith, uh, maybe not so ordinary? As we end Christmas and you look ahead, what do you expect your biggest challenge will be in living out your faith this year of uh, 2021? Father Jim Kabicki is our spiritual director. If you'd like to join us, toll-free phone number, 888-914-9149. Stay with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. This is today's
3: Gospel reading from the New American Bible. Mark, chapter 1, verses 14 through 20. After John had been arrested, Jesus came to Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God. This is the time of fulfillment. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. As he passed by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting their nets into the sea. They were fishermen. Jesus said to them, Come after me, and I will make you fishers of men. Then they left their nets and followed him. He walked along a little farther and saw James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They too were in a boat, mending their nets. Then he called them. So they left their father Zebedee in the boat, along with the hired men, and followed
0: him. You can find all the daily readings at relevantradio.com gospel or tap the prayer tab on the Relevant Radio app. The Relevant Radio studio line is sponsored by Catholic Order of Foresters. Information about employment opportunities and their flexible premium life insurance plans available at RelevantRadio.com slash Forester.
1: If you're looking for a little help on your journey of faith, our priests are here for you. Call now 1 888 914 9149. That's 1 888 914 9149. Or email us innerlife at relevantradio.com. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio.
0: Thanks for joining us, everyone. Good to have you with us on the program today, Chuck Knaff, along with our producer, Nick Schmitz, Jim Shaper, answering your phone calls. And uh, Father Jim Kabicki is our spiritual director. Father Jim, one of our regular contributors, a Jesuit priest, director of the St. Francis Mission on the Rosebud Reservation in Western South Dakota. Of course, you can hear his prayer reflections throughout the day, all across the relevant radio network. Always like to mention his website for more information on really, really the many good works. at. The St. Francis Mission. We invite you to um, visit Father Jim's website, sfmission.org. Uh, SF, St. Francis, sfmission.org. Also, Father Jim is the author of A Heart on Fire and A Year of Daily Offerings. He's a popular conference speaker, retreat director, and parish mission speaker, and we are fortunate enough to have him as one of our regular contributors here on The Inner Life. We are, uh, this is Monday of the first week in Ordinary Time. We're talking about Ordinary Time. Time today, It's really not so ordinary, although we might think that. But phone lines are open if you'd like to join us. Uh, toll-free phone number 888 914 And uh, as we talk about ordinary time, now that we have started um, this uh, time of the year, are you thinking about how to make uh, this time in your faith life maybe not so ordinary? How so? And as we uh, begin this uh, ordinary time on the church calendar, what do you expect the biggest challenge will be? in living out your faith in the year 2021 and how are you recommitting to living out your faith uh, in this coming year again toll-free phone number eight eight eight89 914 9149 just a real quick reminder if you're just joining us uh, don't forget you can hear the uh hear our podcast of the entire program all you have to do is go to the website relevantradio.com go to the inner life page and uh, you can download today's program and really any of our any of our programs but um, this uh, show is generally available for a download, oh, uh, certainly less than an hour after we say goodbye at the top of the hour. And if the program has given you any help, uh, maybe giving you a little bit of hope on your journey of faith, uh, tell your friends, tell your family about it as well. Father Jim Kabicki, our spiritual director, let's uh, head to the phones as we talk about ordinary time today. Elizabeth, listening in Kingston, New York, thank you for the call, and it's nice to have you on the program today
4: nice to be here um i'm almost 75 and for uh 48 years i've been teaching and directing religious ed programs and teaching full-time in a catholic high school and so i have a couple things that i've done with my kids about um the morning offering uh memorization is not a thing that kids do these days. So my mom, who had 10 kids, taught us this little one, Dear Jesus, be with me today. Help me with my work and play. All I do and think and say, I do, dear Jesus, for you today. That we could memorize. My classes, sometimes the whole schools would memorize that. And when we had class, um, I would talk to them about the uh, that Changes everything that you do during the day because you don't want any bad language. It's supposed to be a prayer. You don't want to make a foolish choice because it's supposed to be a prayer. You don't want to allow yourself um, maybe sinful thoughts because it's supposed to be a prayer. Everything now during your day, if you remember, is going to be a prayer. And that seems to have gotten through to them. Mm. So that's the first thing that I want to say. The second thing is about ordinary time. They always wanted to know why it was so ordinary. And I, Like Father said, uh, it's not ordinary. For me, it was ordinary reminders each week of what we're supposed to remember, that Jesus did or said or taught for our benefit. And just like we re- like to have people remember us for Christmas or for our birthday, um, this is the church's way of keeping us reminded of the things that Jesus wants us to know and to live.
2: So. <clears throat> Well, thank you, Elizabeth. That's uh, great advice for all of us. I, I like that simple morning offering prayer that you sh- shared with us, and it's it's kind of you know it's poetic, so it's easy for for kids to learn uh, and to remember. And I I think the, the the great point of of what you bring out is this that you know if we're going to begin our day offering. Um, ourselves and, and you know uh, the, the work and the play, if we're going to offer that to God at the beginning of the day, then we want to make sure we're not going to be, during the day, offering Him something that is really not worthy of Him or something that we would be ashamed uh, for Him to, to receive from us. And so that's where, you know, beginning the day like that can can help us really keep on track and be aware during the day, okay, you know, I don't want to say this. I don't want my language to be like this because I offered my my language to God. I offered my tongue to God today, and I don't want it to um, bring dishonor to Him. I don't want to give Him anything that is not worthy of Him and His love. So I, I, I like how the prayer... Uh, can help people um, keep in mind that we want to live a good life and, and make sure that the day that we have offered to God uh, doesn't contain anything that uh, it, it, we would be embarrassed or ashamed of offering God.
0: Elizabeth, uh, thanks for the call. We appreciate uh, you joining us. Yeah, I think she brings up such a good point, Father Jim, that everything we do is a prayer. And I think sometimes I might forget that. I think maybe there's a number of us who might forget that everything we do is a prayer because I'm, I'm always a, a mindful of me <laughs> and probably a lot of other people when we compartmentalize our lives. So we have our prayer life and I do you know take a time in the morning and then I've got a radio show to do and that's that that we do that and then a few things in the afternoon and but everything we do is a prayer isn't it and the morning offering kind of sets all of that up for us doesn't it
2: that's true and you know again the traditional morning offering prayer says I offer you you know these prayers works joys and sufferings in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world and so at any given moment the Mass is being offered somewhere and that moment of our lives can be joined to that perfect offering. It's also what we do when, when we're called not just to, well, St. Paul put it this way in, in Romans chapter 12, verse 1, he said, Offer your bodies as a living sacrifice to God, your
3: spiritual worship.
2: Um, and so to be a living sacrifice means that you know when we offer ourselves at mass with jesus as members of his body jesus the head is offering himself to the father on our behalf and we his body join him in that perfect offering well when we go forth from mass you know being a living offering means we have to live that offering in our daily lives and that that means um, again, that um, w- our life is a prayer, and uh, this is what it means. I think you know to live the Eucharist in our daily lives. Uh, Pope Benedict, um, after the year of the Eucharist, and there was a special synod of bishops on the Eucharist. He wrote an apostolic exhortation to the Church, and he said that the Eucharist is a mystery to be believed, to be uh, celebrated, and to be lived. And I think we have some idea of what we believe about the Eucharist, and we know certainly celebrating Mass is celebrating the Eucharist. Uh, But what does it mean to live the Eucharist? Well, that's what we're talking about here, is to make our whole life a prayer by making it an offering and joining it to that perfect offering of Jesus in the Mass. Um, So that's what it means to live the Eucharist. That's how our, our whole day, our whole life, can be a prayer to God, an offering to God.
0: And living the Eucharist is anything but ordinary, isn't it?
2: <laughs> exactly. Exactly, Chuck. You bring that out very well, that you know, the the um the Eucharist, as um Pope Saint John Paul II said, um, he wanted us to have Eucharistic amazement that we would be amazed at the celebration of the Eucharist, what Jesus does, how he transforms bread and wine into his body and blood, and then unites himself to us so that we are truly his body. That's extraordinary, and that's uh, why no part of our lives is just ordinary. We're living extraordinary lives because of what Jesus has done for us, uniting himself to us in baptism and the Eucharist, and then we go out and and live that union with him one day at a time.
0: Yeah. And then, Father Jim, uh, just kind of go back over again. I know we have a lot of listeners uh, joining us as we uh, move through the hour on the inner life here. But when we talk about ordinary time, it is not it is ordinary because that's, uh, for a number of reasons, but, but, um, it, it's, uh, it's not ordinary at all. And to me, it's, it's becoming a call as I listen to you today and think about my own faith journey, an opportunity. And I think that's a good word for us. An, an opportunity to really look deeply at my faith and not be ordinary, but to really uh, be extraordinary.
2: That is right, Chuck. Yes, for our listeners who, who maybe uh, are just joining us, uh, at the beginning of the show, we said that um, the word ordinary is, is basically a translation of a Latin word for numbered or, ordina- numbered or ordered time. And so it's basically um, the numbers of the Sunday. So we begin with the first Sunday, and, and then as you pointed out, Chuck, we always end with the 34th Sunday after we've celebrated the various seasons. But it's not meant to be ordinary as in contrast to Christmas or Lent or Easter, um, because uh, each moment of our lives is a gift from God who loves us in an extraordinary way and calls us to return love for love. Uh, And so um, with each moment of our day offered as an act of love for God, um, our lives take on um, great significance. Even if we're um, homebound, we're in a nursing home, in, a, in bed, we can't get up, we can't move, even in those circumstances, our lives are extraordinary because we can make an offering of our, our suffering or our uh, confinement. We can make an offering of that to God in union with Jesus' perfect offering of the Mass. And in that way, our lives take on extraordinary significance. Mm-hmm.
0: Father Jim Kabicki, our spiritual director, talking about ordinary time. Phone lines are open if you would like to join us. 888-914-9149. Don't forget you can email us as well, life at relevantradio.com. But uh, now that we've started ordinary time, are you thinking about how you can make this uh, time maybe not so e- ordinary, but really extraordinary to grow in your faith? And um, as you look ahead uh, to uh, 2021, uh, what do you expect the biggest challenge uh, is going to be for you in living out your faith again toll-free phone number if you'd like to join us 888-914-9149 so father jim as we talk and you've uh, touched on a few things but i guess um what are some of the the things that that we can do in our faith journey um to to maybe make uh, ordinary time not so ordinary
2: well, I, I think um, we said one, which is to begin the day with a daily offering, a morning offering, and then at the end of the day to look back on the day we offered God, and that makes us more aware and more sensitive of, uh, as you put it, uh, Chuck, to live with intentionality. Uh, that that we make our works, our, our our enjoyment, our recreation, we we do that uh, for God, and it and again, you know, even even sleep is a gift from god that is meant to refresh us and, and so it's not like when we're sleeping we're not really praying or we're not um serving god or loving god no we can make an offering of those moments of rest and recreation as well i, I think the other thing though uh, can be you know if we want to jump start our our prayer life is is to take that daily gospel that the church gives us and to read it slowly, uh, to read it once, and then go back and read it a second time, and just, you know, ask God to um, speak to us. Uh, What jumps out at us as we listen to that Gospel, or hear that Gospel, or read that Gospel? And um, in that way, again, what we're doing is opening ourselves up to the Word of God, Jesus, who is present in the Gospel, uh, continuing to teach us, to lead us, to form us. I'm always amazed when, when, when someone might say, well, you know, what's what's the point of reading the Gospel, reading the Bible? I've read it before, I know what's in it. Um, well, we don't read the Gospel like we're reading a newspaper or a history book. or um, We don't read it for information as much as for formation, to let our minds be formed. Um, The letter to the Hebrews, which we'll be reading now in this first couple weeks of ordinary time, chapter 4 says, the Word of God is living and effective. So we believe Jesus is present there in the Gospel speaking to us. And that's, you know, if we we think, I'm going to listen to Jesus every day when he speaks to me in the Gospel, what an extraordinary opportunity I have to Place myself in his presence and and listen to him present in the gospel. And I think that uh, also will help us to have a greater sense of, um, you know, that this is not just ordinary, but that Jesus is there in an extraordinary way through his word as well.
0: Yeah, it's so interesting you say that because this morning's gospel uh, from Mark, as I uh, listened um, at mass uh, this morning to follow him, it was kind of a, and I don't think in, in Mark's gospel they talk about being fishers of men, but it was the call to those first apostles to follow him. And it was, again, a, just a reminder to me, yes, that's what this is all about. We are to follow the Lord Jesus and we are to to spread our faith. We are to, to call others to it. So you're right. It's the living word of god and it can speak to us in so many incredible ways
2: right and you know we as i said we believe jesus is present in the word in the gospel and uh, so you know we want to stay close to him and and as we pray with that daily gospel he is forming our minds our attitudes our values and um in subtle ways we're taking in that word and allowing it to uh, transform maybe the way we look at the world. And in that way, we'll stay closer to him and we will follow him. Um, the reason we want to follow Jesus is because he's the one who blazed a trail to heaven and invites us to follow his way of living so that we can stay close to him and follow him all the way to heaven at the end of our lives. Um, so um, I, I, I like that image, too, of of being fishers of men, of women, of other people, um, because uh, I've often said that um, to be a fisher of other people means we have to be patient. In many ways, we have to be quiet and gentle, and I, we have to use the right bait. And the bait that we use to attract people to Jesus, to His Church, is our own life, the witness of our life, our faith, that yeah. when heart times come, uh, people may wonder, how do you have the strength to get through this? And, and we can witness to them, well, if I didn't have faith, uh, if I didn't have hope, uh, I wouldn't be able to get through this. And, and so the bait that we use is, is often not so much what we say, but what we do, the witness of our lives.
0: Father Jim Kabicki is our spiritual director talking about ordinary time, which we have now started. And as you think about your faith journey, uh, how do you expect the coming uh, weeks and uh, months uh, really maybe not to be so ordinary? What are you going to do? What are you going to recommit to in your faith journey in the year 20? 21, if you'd like to join us, toll-free phone number 888-914-9149. Stay with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and The Relevant
1: Welcome back to the Inner Life on Relevant Radio. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Inner Life Show or email us relevantradio.com. This is the Inner Life on Relevant Radio.
0: Thanks for joining us, Father Jim Kabicki is our spiritual director. Father Jim is a Jesuit priest and director of the St. Francis Mission on the Rosebud Reservation in western South Dakota, and you of course can hear his prayer reflections uh, throughout the day all across the relevant radio network. This is Monday of the first week in Ordinary Time. We are talking today about Ordinary Time. It's um, called that, but it's not so ordinary. It's not a time to, to let up and just to be ordinary in our faith journey. It's a call to Uh, recommit in so many ways. As uh, Christmas is over, uh, we're, as I said earlier, 37 days away from Ash Wednesday in the beginning of Lent. And uh, this is a time for all of us to grow in our faith, especially in light of 2020 and uh, the year ahead um, in uh, 2021. But a little bit of time left in the program as you uh, think about your journey of faith. Uh, Are you thinking about how to maybe make this ordinary time not so ordinary? What are you going to recommit to? Toll free if you'd like to join us. 888-914-9149 and of course if you have any questions about your faith journey we invite you to join us as well 888-914-9149 so father jim let's head back to the phones and joseph listening in sacramento california i know you've been waiting quite a while thank you for doing that and welcome to the program
5: yes uh good morning chuck and good morning father jim thank you for taking my call um my my question i guess is a two-part um one, I have recently come up with a formula of prayer and ask for your opinion to see if this is a good spiritual development. Um, recently, things have been happening with the family and my health where, you know, at the moment I turned 50, a lot of things have been happening and I catastrophize in my mind when the doctor says, well, you've got to see a specialist for this. I immediately catastrophize, and then I worry about my brother, my brother who's going through some things in life that uh, his health and physical security may not be so well. So I take all these things, and then I've come up with a formula. Ask Jesus. I, I ask Jesus to give me the grace to please not rely on good news or things that make me feel happy to feel good in life. Mm-hmm. So I asked for this grace and wonder if that's a good prayer itself because I have noticed myself through my life that I've relied only on, you know, whether it be good news or no bad things happening that make me feel good in my daily life. and I, And I've noticed that um that uh perhaps maybe i need grace to not rely on things that make me feel or or things that i hear that make me feel good so i just wanted your opinion on that father
2: yeah joseph i i think that's a a good prayer um because and and i would say i uh, that i i think the holy spirit inspired you to make that prayer Because it's a way of counteracting um, the negative thoughts. Um, It's a way of saying, you know, uh, my tendency, it's a way of admitting, Lord, I'm weak, and when bad things happen, when I get bad news, my tendency is to think the worst, to catastrophize, to start, you know, your mind gets away from you and you begin thinking all kinds of negative thoughts. And um, this is a way of counteracting that with a simple prayer in which you say, Lord, I don't want to rely on feeling good at, at by, uh, by whether, you know, it's whatever news I get. I want to be, have a, um, the word that comes to my mind is a holy indifference. St. Ignatius Loyola in his spiritual exercises at the very beginning says, you know, the one thing that we should be concerned about is our ultimate salvation. And so whether we're rich or poor doesn't really matter, whether we have good health or bad health doesn't really matter, Uh, whether we have a long life or a short life doesn't really in the end matter. What matters is our salvation, uh, getting to heaven. And so uh, the prayer that you um, have come up with with, um, is a way, I think, of saying, Lord, I want to be... I want to have a holy indifference. I don't want to catastrophize when bad things happen, and I don't want to depend upon feeling good um, based on when good things happen or, or or when I hear good news. So I would say that's a good prayer, Joseph.
5: Hmm. Oh, th- thank you very much, Father. You've just lifted me up a whole lot, and uh, the, 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 the reason why I guess I'm asking this is because... Mm-hmm. The feeling of catastrophizing, because I have general anxiety disorder, is so Mm -hmm. tangible that the feeling almost feels real that I'm catastrophizing. And so I'm asking the Lord, how can I feel your grace so that I can, lack of a better word, counter this, you know, Mm -hmm. feeling uh, negativity? And I guess, Father, Mm -hmm. I'm looking for something that I can feel from Jesus yeah. you know, um I know we should we should never base our faith on feelings. I've learned that through the years
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
5: but but yet the, the feeling of loneliness and you're alone, father sometimes feels outweighs the the faith or the expression I want to tell Jesus sometimes, father because it feels yeah. real.
2: Yeah. Well, and Joseph, I I think you bring up a very good point, you know, when negative thoughts take over our minds and we get anxious or we start thinking the worst, um, that's where, you know, our focus is turned in on ourselves, and that's where we need some way of turning our focus uh... outward and uh... you know some people will say well you know reach out and start helping other people or or but i think in prayer you know that's where you know telling jesus you love him um... looking at a picture of him some way of of focusing your attention outside of yourself the other thing that i find very helpful you know people will say um, you know when when we're encountering uh... anxiety or they'll say take a deep breath And I think it's good to unite a deep breath with prayer. And I love the prayer that Jesus told St. Faustina to put on the image of divine mercy, where it says, Jesus, I trust in you. And so I will tell people, and I try to do this myself because I do get anxious and I worry, um, to take a deep breath. And with that deep breath, just take the name Jesus. Say the name Jesus mentally or out loud and hold that name with our breath, and then as we breathe out, we say, I trust in you. And we let go. We try to let go of any negative thoughts or, or worry or anxiety. And, and to keep doing that, you know, taking deep breaths with the name of Jesus and that prayer, I trust in you. I, I find that helps uh, in many cases uh, when I'm feeling anxious
0: Joseph, uh, thanks for joining us. A uh, pleasure to have you on the program. And I think that that's such a, an important point and when we talk about recommitting or just looking ahead to our faith journey. I had a whole series of things written down here. Father Jim, uh, time to uh, recommit to maybe living a life of virtue or maybe more fasting or a daily mass and maybe even streaming a daily mass if uh, we cannot get to a, a daily mass in our own parish, but a daily rosary. And then studying uh, the life of a saint and I think you and I have talked about Father Alfred Delp. And a Jesuit priest, um, uh, lived in Nazi Germany, he was uh, imprisoned, uh, charged with treason, and eventually hanged. But I've whatever this, and he's not uh, considered a saint, although he certainly died a martyr's death being hanged for, uh, as a Catholic priest. But I have been so taken with this priest. He writes from prison about freedom. <laughs> How in the mm-hmm. world when you 're when you 're in solitary confinement, handcuffed, knowing that you 've been sentenced to death, and that 's where, where 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 your your uh, life is uh, headed. And to be able to write and experience freedom, I want to know more about that. So I find myself really wanting to jump into the life of Father Alfred Delp. But I wonder if that's a way for all of us to maybe look at a saint and uh, really jump into his or her life and learn from that saint during the coming year
2: much so, absolutely. You know, St. Ignatius Loyola experienced a conversion while he was reading The Lives of the Saints. It inspired him to turn from worldly concerns to want to follow Jesus. And uh, I think there are so many good biographies out there now about saints Contemporary saints like Alfred Delp, who you know died in World War II. Um, There's so many good biographies out there, and you know this would be a good way too um, for people who experience what what Joseph described, feeling very anxious and anxious thoughts, and and that's again where we turn in on ourselves and to distract ourselves from the anxiety with um, a good biography, a life of the saint, uh, their inspiring story um, can be a way, again, of of not avoiding, but of just uh, learning from the saints to let go and to trust in God.
0: Well, and I think the reality is when we do turn in on ourselves, which uh, I think all of us have a tendency to do now and then. You bet we do. But that uh, sometimes that uh, moves God away from uh, from uh, what's really all around us. We think that um, when things are difficult, when we are anxious, when we are lonely, that God's not in that. But He is in all of that, isn't He?
2: He is. You know, it's like the story in Luke chapter 24, the two disciples on the road to Emmaus after Jesus' crucifixion, and they are so uh, upset and so angry, so sad, um, they're turned in on themselves, and so when Jesus comes along, they don't recognize him. He is there, God is always there with us, but sometimes we're so uh, turned in on ourselves that we don't recognize how close he is.
0: Well, and then I wonder, Father Jim, if, if in fact that uh, maybe that's what we're going to recommit to is that we, we do recognize Jesus. We recognize him in the ordinary moments of life and in the extraordinary moments of life. And uh, maybe when we don't think he's there, but really recognize he is there.
2: That's right. And that's again where that morning offering and then a review of the day at the end of the day looking back on it saying, you know, where was Jesus with me this day? How was God helping me this day? Um what was God doing in my life this day? That makes us more sensitive during the day to what the Lord is doing. It just makes us more aware. Uh, to live our lives with intentionality you know to, to say, okay Lord, I know you're not far you're as close to me as my breath um, but I need I need to focus and see where you are and what you're trying to do in my life at this time.
0: right now right where we are God is in all of it. Father Jim Kabicki, our spiritual director we have to wrap things up Father Jim as you know we like to close the hour with a final blessing for all of our listeners.
2: Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of Jesus and the gift of the time that you give us to come to know him better so that we might follow him more closely into eternal life. We thank you for this day and for this program, for our time together. We ask you to bless all of us, keep us close to you, protect us from all harm, both physical and spiritual. And may the blessing of Almighty God, who is Father, and Son, and Holy Spirit descend upon all of our listeners, our friends, and family forever and ever. Amen.
0: Amen. Father Jim Kabicki, always a pleasure. Thanks for joining us today. Stay tuned. We are celebrating Mass here in less than 60 seconds. We're back tomorrow, and we hope to see you then.